Welcome everyone. I'm Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, where we have a mission to wake the world up to what's possible, one brave word at a time. And here today to help me with that mission are some of the most amazing authors of a new book that we have coming out. This one is called The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional. 22 powerful growth strategies for up-leveling your soul-aligned business. I love saying that entire title of this book. It is so powerful. I want to say a huge thank you to our lead author, Camille Miller. Camille, thank you so much for getting this stellar author cast together. Thank you for your mission in the Natural Life Business Partnership that Camille founded. And she is really the pioneer of the soul professional movement, you guys. She has a big mission to do business differently. And I was so excited when she came to me with her book series. This book is the second in what's going to be a three, eventually a three book series. And I'm really, really excited to bring you this author cast today. I have Candace J. Friedenberg with me. She's a founder of Untapped Potential, is an engineering social change for women with an innovative return to work offering that impacts gender equality. Dorian Madra Perla is the founder and CEO of the Limitless Lifestyle Academy where she and her coaches help women over 45 renew and re-empower themselves to create optimal nutritional movement and mental fitness so they can experience life part two beyond their greatest expectations in bodies they love. Jolinda Johnson is with us. She is an award-winning certified life coach and holistic health coach who specializes in burnout and menopause. Oh, perimenopause. I would imagine menopause too though. A little bit of everything. Yeah, um, I am having always struggling with the burnout, but the menopause thing, girls, I'm telling you. Okay, so Teresa Trigas Pfefferly is a real estate maven experienced in many facets of the real estate industry, which includes sales, multifamily investing, leadership, coaching, and speaking. Whew. Can you guys feel the power of the women I have in my Zoom room today? I hope so. Candice, you're going to start our party off. Tell us about your amazing chapter. Thank you, Laura. Um, my chapter is Chapter 14, Launching Untapped Potential, A Passion for Equity. And I was really um, psyched when uh, Camille asked me to be a part of this because it's all of our work in advancing business and reigniting careers. Is, is all about applying your passion to your second stage career. And we help women um, and men who've opted out for caregiving and ensure caregivers feel good about the work they've done and help them align their passion to their work-life success. And um, I uh, really think that uh, there's so much changing in the workplace today that you can align your passion with your business. I'm glad that you said about the changing piece because that came up in my mind right away listening to you. Change is tough. And lately, we have been having to face that challenge over and over again. Are people getting better at it? What do you think? Well, our work is really around advancing businesses and making businesses understand this untapped human capital and how they can add value wherever they are in their work life success and because women are highly educated and have great experience. 
And really for the women, it's looking at, you know, this is your second stage career. And um, they might think of their the old world and how it was. And really, like Laura, you said, work has changed. Um, mode of work has changed. How we work has changed. And I want women to know they can reach their potential and apply their passion and do so much more than they could have if they had stayed in the game prior to caregiving. And I think that should feel super exciting to people to, to be like, oh yeah, I can do this. And I think sometimes we're afraid to reach out for the help. Mm -hmm. And in this, in this Zoom room and in this book, this is so much more than a book, y'all. This is, you know, these authors stepped up to write a chapter with a real story, first of all. So thank you all for that. But also their master teachings to give you a practical experience, to give you a nugget, a strategy, a practice, something that you can actually do to move forward. So if you're hearing Candace talk about, you know, taking that passion and making that move forward, what else do you wanna say about that, Candace? What's important for people to understand about making that step? Well, our, in my chapter, I talk about the strategy for success and really it's, um, you know, getting out of your box, whether it's your historical box in the workplace or your mom box at home and crawl, walk, run, you know, leverage those around you and um, you'll get to your potential. I never thought I would be as an engineer launching a business nor um, educating others on how they can achieve their business success. So it just with starting with a kernel of wanting to make a difference and applying that passion of you know, there should be uh, women in senior roles. There should be women in STEM. You know, you can make a difference in that and you can make a business around it. Thank you, Candace. Thanks for being here today. Dorian, you're next. Tell us about your amazing chapter. Hello, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, well, I'm chapter 19 and my chapter is about achieving um, or, or um, the achiever's mindset and how we go about um, creating an achiever's mindset in a really different way than you might normally think. So um, uh, through my experience in my life, um, I found that in, in many different areas of my life, I kept hitting ceilings, hitting ceilings, hitting ceilings. And, um, and particularly in my business, I would find to grow, grow and grow, and then I'd hit a ceiling and I'm like, you know, why is this happening? And through my work with my clients, it was a very profound meeting with one of my clients one day during COVID actually. And I realized I was asking her to do something that I wasn't doing myself. I was asking her to believe in herself and her capabilities. And I realized that I was not doing that myself and believing in myself and my capabilities, not just in my work, but in my life as well. That uh, one thing is so, so important. And I think, so what y'all are gonna hear today are golden nuggets of awareness. I hope you all are paying attention to these nuggets that these authors are dropping for you, but, but you have to be aware of the fact that you aren't believing in yourself to wake up and do something differently and flip the switch. And that is tough sometimes to retrain that awareness process to wake up faster and go, oh, whoa, I'm, I'm not even doing that for myself. Tell us more about that. It's so important. Yeah, well, you know, Laura, I, I, one of my biggest beliefs, core value beliefs is that I 
believe that we're all born into this world with this greatness inside of us, our own personal greatness given to us by God. And somehow along the way, that greatness gets chipped, chipped away and chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. But here's the great thing. It's not gone. It's just been, it needs some band-aids or something and it needs to heal. And we need to get back in touch with it. And that's where our belief in ourselves lies. Um, so it's really a combination of like coming back into your own greatness and also believing in, in your greatness to succeed anywhere in your life. You talked about achievers and once upon a time, I, I think I wrote the words achieving was my drug of choice. I, I kind of went the negative route with that because I saw it as a, I just got to get to the next thing. I couldn't slow down and just celebrate the first achievement before I was off to doing the next one. Where does that fit into your world? Are you aware of that? You know, achievement and autonomy, autonomy is a basic human need, right? And if you're not achieving, somehow it's tied to not feeling autonomous. And so what I would do, and I saw this pattern in my life, when I look back, I would do something, I'd hit that ceiling. And when I couldn't break through, I'd go to something else. And then I'd go to something else and I'd go to something else. And um, until I realized what was happening, and it wasn't, it wasn't very long ago, you guys, it was a couple of years ago, like two and a half years ago. And since I did, I will tell you, my whole life has changed. Um, just from this one little shift, but it has massive impact um, on, on the way you think, you know, on the way you act on your thinking. Um, and I, I kind of go through that in my exercise in the book, we talk about empowered thinking to believe. And when you believe, um, you can do anything. Yes, you can. I always say yes with an exclamation point. <laughs> Dorian, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, awesome topics. Thank you ladies for kicking this off so amazingly. I can't wait for you all to read this book. Oh, I can't wait. Jolinda, you're next. Tell us about your amazing chapter. So my chapter is uh, when it all feels like too much, strategies for managing your well-being in times of overwhelm. And I wanted to write about this one because I specialize in helping people recover or hopefully avoid uh, burnout and uh, chronic stress, but most of them come to me after decades of pushing themselves, overextending themselves. And like you just mentioned in your conversation with Dorian, using uh, achievement like a drug, you know, what's the next thing, what's the next thing? And if they aren't doing 110%, then they feel like they're failing. So in the chapter, I wanted to talk about um, what to do when you feel like, wow, I've, especially in midlife, um, and those of us who are going through perimenopause and hormonal changes, a lot of times we have to learn to start saying no to things that we previously would have had the capacity for, which can feel really uncomfortable. Um, and what to do when you've committed to all of these things and you just can't, you know, we, you've reached a wall, a physical where your body says no, um, and you need to um, scale back or delegate or reprioritize. And a lot of us never learned those tools. And a lot of us really um, have no idea how to work with our bodies instead of pushing our bodies harder. Um, 
So we are used to more used to being dysregulated um, than actually in this place of nervous system regulation and calm um, and working from the stress response. So this chapter hopefully will give people some really practical ways, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, as someone running their own soul led business for what happens when it feels like it's too much and I, I've got to get out of it, you know, um, so that I can come back to myself and come back to a place of, of confidence and, and calm and achieve from, um, yeah, nervous system regulation. I like that. I like frantic that feel. Overreaching. Yes. Yeah, frantic chaos that those have physical uh, feelings inside too. I want to rewind you for a minute back to um, talking about when you reach the wall. So I, I feel like I, the universe, you know, put the wall up, but there was a gift there. And that mm -hmm. was that I was actually much easier able to set the boundaries with particular mm -hmm. people and say Absolutely. no without having to feel the discomfort. But if, if we would all like you to do it faster than that, right? So talk mm -hmm. to us more about like, how, how do you catch it before the wall? What are some of the mm -hmm. signs? How can we catch it? Well, I think you, know, you have to create intentional space in your day so, just so that you can check in with yourself. You know, so if you have even five minutes where you're like, how am I breathing right now? Um, how, where am I tense in my body? Um, what is it that I am, you know, automatically focusing on? And a lot of us don't even take that time to check in uh, with ourselves before giving ourselves over to the projects or the people or the things that are pulling at us. Um, also, what are your top priorities? You know, so if you are clear on your top priorities, then you can more easily say no to all the other things. Um, what's really going to move the needle forward? You know, so for example, some of us um, uh, are addicted to social media in terms of content production. You know, like if I don't if I don't constantly put out something, then everyone's going to forget about me. But is it actually moving the needle forward in your business to constantly be putting out the reels and the stories and the, and the posts, et cetera? Or is it really that you just need to make a phone call or write an email or reach out to someone personally and that would move your bottom line? Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's being really uh, honest with yourself too about what are these obligations and what was the reason behind them? Was it for my need for validation? Was it because I didn't want to disappoint someone? Was it because um, I am afraid of what it will feel like to do less? Um, because for some of us, that can be a really scary place to actually be at 60%, even if we can, you know, keep all of our costs covered and no one's, you know, affected, so to speak. But just for us to say, oh, no, I'm I'm coasting. <laughs> you know, that could be, even if it's better for our physical health, our minds go wild with that idea of slowing down um, and what it means for our worth and, and our value and um, our visibility. So um, I would say get get clear on your priorities, make space for your body and, and its needs and how it's talking to you. Um, and also um, be honest with yourself about the reason why behind all of the things that you've um, taken on as your responsibilities.
Yes, I love that. So, so important. Um, everything I do from my first career in holistic physical therapy is from a body awareness standpoint. And mm -hmm. so when you can be in your body, you're going to find a lot of answers coming back in. I love what you're saying about checking in and giving yourself space for that. Jolinda, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Teresa, tell us about your amazing chapter. Hey, hi. Um, I'm just basking in Jolinda's energy. <laughs> so there's a fact that 85% of realtors fail. And I thought it was important to share my story after 21 years in the business of how and why I got into real estate. And for me, it was a triumphant moment in my life because I was overcoming crazy adversity. And I look back, you know, it wasn't until 19 years in the business that I looked back and went, oh my God, I can't believe I launched into a business where 85% of the people fail. And 21 years later, I'm brokering an office of 150 people. And I have a portfolio of multifamily investments. And I coach agents that I went, I took a deep breath and went, <laughs> and um, it was an interest, it's just interesting, right? It's an interesting and heart-centered story to connect with what it took for me to take one foot in front of the other and get to where I am today. And I think that I feel that that can be an inspiration to many people who are on the cusp of wanting to start their own business or wanting to step out into something different, you know, and struggling through. And what I like to say to my agents is, you know, failing forward, failing forward through these phases of our life to get to the other side, if there ever is another side. So, um, my chapter is about a little bit about a little bit, a little piece of that story. That's a heavy stat. I would imagine you didn't, uh, did you know that statistics when you signed up for the career? Right. Thank goodness. <laughs> I thought I need to do something fast and what can I do? That's fast. Okay. If I ask for help, I could get a babysitter for two weeks and I could get my real estate license. But, I mean, like literally in my mind, that's all I'm thinking. And when I look back now and I realize all of the things that have to happen in order for you to get a check, <laughs> you know, it was not thoroughly thought through, but it was instinctual. I think that it's like, I, I want to say to people about that, statistic that you shared. Um, I'm just, I'm a person who I, I don't own a television. I'm not watching cable. I'm not listening to statistics that are negative. I am, I am mm -hmm. doing my thing and I'm, I don't want to hear what the rest of the world thinks about my career choice or, or my chances in life in general. Right. But However, that I didn't like pop into that mindset, you know, overnight, it took a while, it took a lifetime to get there. 
you, it sounds like you were in it a little bit from the get-go, like you weren't listening to that outside world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, have a, I didn't have an option at that point in my life to listen to anything other than my own intuition and reaction to, I have to now take ownership of what's happening in my life and what are the most important things to me, right? At the time I was becoming a single parent. So I wanted, it was very important to me to have some control over my time, some control over whether or not I was there to put my oldest son on or off the bus. And I thought, how is that going to work if I'm in an office from nine to five or, you know, in a more corporate setting? And that was really, that was it. It like just kind of like came up out of me. Okay, I'm going to do this. And then once I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. It was just, I got to do what I got to do. Well, Jalinda mentioned it too. And you just said it, um, you know, priorities and priorities will help with overwhelm. So when you have the clarity there, it's almost like you don't have the other options. The overwhelm starts to go away because you are a bit more focused on what matters. And I love that about what you're saying. Um, I love so much all of your stories. Thank you all for taking that challenge I gave you to really put your hearts and souls on the page. And also, I know our listeners, you know, they're realizing what kind of women you are right now, just from you sharing these little bits today in the interview. This book is full of um, the master teachings, which are a culmination of all of your life experiences, life and business and everything. And I just think it's such a gift, all of you. Thank you so much. You know, not just for saying yes to this, but for really taking up that challenge to give those beautiful things to the readers. I think that they're going to be amazed when they dive into this book. Dorian, what does it mean to you to be a soul professional? And remember to unmute yourself, girl. (laughs) All right, I have a little cough, so I I, I muted myself. Um, Yes. So what it means to me to be a soul professional is that my three top values in my life are love, freedom, and connection. And connection is probably the top because the other two kind of fall under that. Because if I don't have connection, heart to heart, soul to soul with people in my, my life, I feel empty. And I feel like I'm not doing what I was put on this earth to do. So it was really, it's really, really important to me, everything in my life, but particularly my business to have um, that connection and soul to soul, heart to heart, mind to mind um, connection with everybody I work with, whether it's a client or an instructor or a vendor, a coach, whoever it is, just really important to me to, to have that. So that's what it means for me. Thank you for that. Uh, Thanks for kicking off that question like that. I would imagine all of you would agree that connection is one of the most important business building strategies, period. So if you're a business owner and you're moving towards success, however you defined it, connection has to be a piece of that. Um, Because people 
our why we're successful other people and and them you know giving us money for services and products and all the things we do yeah connection is a big one you're making me think a little bit deep deeper about that dorian thank you um can i say one more thing about that yeah please um i think connection really um fosters trust and trust um will foster great relationships um strong relationships lasting relationships so yes it's, it's really a driver of something else that's really important to me and probably all of you ladies you know connection will either build that or it won't and it can actually be used as a disqualifier it's okay to say no to people i think jalinda said talked about the no too right like you're either going to build that with someone or you're not and that's okay to know the difference between those two people in your world and yes 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 i love understanding this awareness is everything it's going to take your life and your business to the next level jalinda how would you answer this question what does it mean to you to be a soul professional for me it's always coming back to my soul's purpose and my soul's calling no matter how far i go in my business or what i feel that my ego wants to achieve i have to hold myself accountable to my soul and that sometimes means um you know i loved what um teresa shared about it was not thoroughly thought through it was instinctual and for me when you're moving through business as a soul professional there are sometimes where you're like yeah this is working this is bringing in the money but my soul is not lighting up at all and it's being called in a different direction and it's clear as day that it wants to go there and so you have to figure out like how am I going to pivot sometimes you have to burn everything down but hopefully <laughs> you can <laughs> you just pivot, find it you know maybe incorporate some of the new information that's coming um but um I always have to involve my my spiritual work my um you know, speaking of connection, I always have to maintain that strong connection with my soul because that's ultimately what guides me. And especially in the second half of life, we know that what brings you fulfillment is that greater connection to soul's purpose and soul's calling as opposed to checking off, you know, one goal after the next. It's are you connected to the process um, as opposed to getting the high from the achievement at the end. And I find that the closer I am to what my soul wants, the more connected I am with the joy of the doing and the value of the learning and the failing and the, the lessons of, um, that are being offered to me. So I know that as a coach, you know, I, I'm a, a life coach, a health coach, as well as a priestess. And if I couldn't bring the priestess into my work, then it would not be the same. Um, so that's what a soul professional would be for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, joy is definitely my, my GPS system for this answer. And, um, and then sometimes I forget, right. And I'm laying there and things aren't so joyful. And I wake up in that and I go, Oh, well, are you listening? <laughs> I talk to myself like this, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, so the joy for sure. Oh my goodness. Um, the number one thing that I follow to make sure I'm aligned every single day, every hour, some days 
I need to come back to asking myself that question. What are you feeling right now? Is this feeling good? Are you lit up from within? Are you having fun? Are you laughing? Are you loving? Yeah. Are you feeling generous? Are you feeling gratitude? Like all of the yeah. yummy stuff. And I think it's the glimmers. Yes. What comes up in every mm -hmm. interview, almost, almost everyone is um, one of the authors reminding us that it's not about not feeling the bad stuff. And so I'll just repeat that now for everybody. It's like, yeah, but with awareness, I do have a choice and I'm going to fully feel everything because that's who I am. And I think that that I need to honor every feeling, but I don't have to dwell there. It is my choice then to pivot, shift and move toward the joy. And you got me yeah. talking about this one, Jolinda. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, how would you answer this question? What does it mean to you to be a soul professional? Hmm. Um, for me, that means following my center. And in my business, that means doing what's right by the community and the people and not what's, and the, it's, I would say the antithesis of profits first, profits over people, right? It's more about coming from a heart of contribution. I'll just, I'll put some context to it. I'm flipping a property right now in a historic district of a community that has seen better days. And my husband and I have kind of butted heads a little bit over don't spend money here because the whole intention of this is to make money, right? And I know as business owners, that's the idea, right? We're looking to make money because we're looking to fuel our lives and feed our families. However, for me, it's more about doing what's right for the community, i.e. making the home look the way that it's supposed to look in an ideal world and, or as close to it, right? Um, doing what's right by the next person who's going to own it and live there because it couldn't, I couldn't sit right with the, the thought of I'm not going to replace a water heater because it might not be broken. If I know that it's probably going to break in the very near future. And I'm handing this project off to someone else as a gift. And I want to feel like if I'm gifting it to them, that I would be proud of what I'm giving them. So from, so that's sort of like how I am with my clients. It's how I am with my agents. It's how I am with the properties that I flip because I believe there's a karma to that. And that makes my soul feel good. It feeds my soul. And if I don't operate that way and it becomes very transactional, then all I want to do is put out a gone fishing sign, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love it. You're, you're making me think of integrity. You're making me think of excellence and staying accountable to keep those standards. It's not anyone else's standards. It's your own soul standards, you know, and it, it, to be proud of, of what you give. I love that. Um, I think I'm, that there's a cost to not being totally separate, right. There's a karmic cost to not doing and not operating at a soul level in business, no matter what your business is. Right. If I'm, if let's use the context of house flipping again, it might mean that every fifth home I have to take a beating on because I didn't do it right or someone sues me because I didn't do it right and I have a payout. So to me, it just feels so much better and everything that operates around that space 
ends up working better in the long run to where I think that although it's hard to see for the, I feel that the average person, it's hard to see because they see profit first. But to me, profit comes when that's the place you're coming from. Yeah, no doubt. It comes from the energy that you curate. Mm -hmm. And so those things you're talking about curate a pretty badass energy. Thank you, Teresa. All right, Candace, I know it's hard to go last on this question, but I know you have something to add. What does being a soul professional mean to you? Well, first, I just want to align with what Teresa was saying, you know, really house flipping, you could find some similarities to matching women with their careers. And it isn't just to make the match because we're going to make a profit or it's going to be the right. We really want that right fit. And is this going to align with them for the long haul? Is it going to meet with their, you know, happy place when they're going into work, they're using all of their strengths, all of their energies, and really feeling confident that this is what they should be spending their life energy energy doing. And I reflect back to Dorian's comment on, um, you know, each person having an inner strength that they want to bring to the world and having uh, that uh, belief that they can do it. And um, we really, um, when we say soul aligned business, I do believe that uh, we have an inner strength that people rely on us for that we bring that energy and we are the best at that and we try to align that with the workplace and how the workplace can benefit from those jewels of each you know soul aligned you know mission and so i think not only women um and caregivers are aligning through that career life cycle but we want people to have work life success. So aligning and feeling very positive about their success. And I think you can do it whether you're working at a job that has a mission that you stand by or, um, or start your own business and have an alternative career where you're bringing those personality traits and the things you believe in. And that's really what soul aligned business means to me. And we've been fortunate um, and really get that positive vibe, the karma, the positive karma around, um, you know, seeing women fly and seeing them shine in their uh, role and feeling proud of themselves. Love it. Y'all can tell that these women are practiced at their walk of what they're doing in the world, their walk of awareness, their walk of self-development. You can hear it in the way that they're answering these questions. And I know sometimes it's not so easy to know what to prioritize or where to start, right? Um, Jolinda, I think it takes a certain something to go from just starting the soul aligned business to actually becoming successful in that business. It's what this book is all about. What do you think is the one most important thing you want people to know about moving toward that, creating that success? not to give up on yourself. <laughs> uh, I think that if there's one thing that I would have done differently on my road to success, also, you know, like success means different things at different times, because for me, success has a lot more to do with time and presence than it does with money per se. So when I was first starting out, it was all about hitting this income goal, the next, da, 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 da. 
but now it's what time do I have to devote to the people and activities that I, I really love? Um, and how present can I be with my nine-year-old son as a single mom? But I would definitely say that just, you know, we talked about tuning out the noise. Um, and if you are getting that loud message from your soul to keep going, just disregard any of the people who are going to project their own stuff onto you on that path. You know, it's like, I've got a singular mission and until my soul tells me to turn otherwise, I'm just going to keep going because it's so easy to get caught up in, well, I, I, I put all of this energy into something that only one person noticed. But then if you give up then, you'll never know what's going to happen three years down the line, for example. Um, so yeah, just don't give up on yourself and, and, and allow your definition of success to change because it probably will. Teresa, how about you? What are you going to say about this? What's the one most important thing you want people to know about moving that next into that next level with their business? I would say not just don't give up. Right. I think like if I, if you had to say one thing is the one thing you need to succeed in business is the ability to stick with it. And, and, and it might move. Do you know what I mean? Like it might be where, you know, maybe it means you're not making as much money as you thought you'd be making for a season of time while you're honing some of your skills and your, and building your brand and, um, and maybe it means that you maybe like Jolinda said, it's very, very true. Your definition of what success is in that moment is going to shift, right? Because sometimes it's, I know I have to make a college payment this coming quarter. So for me, it's, I'm saying no to all of the picnics and birthdays because I know I got to be out working, or it's, I have, this is happening in my family's life right now. And I know that that's more important to me than what I bring in in 90 days to my pocketbook. Awesome. All right. Two votes for don't give up you guys. You heard it, right? Okay. Candace, what are you going to add to this? What's the one most important thing you want people to know about this, about getting to that next level? I think really... Uh, to get to that next level, you really need to reach out for that support, reach out to uh, ecosystems that are here to support you, even networks like this, um, you know, seeing other successful, um, passionate people about their business, sticking it out and learning from them and relying on them and ask for help. Um, you know, there is a lot of women entrepreneur um, organizations incubators in your state that are blossoming. Um, so you can, you know, like I said, in the beginning, get out of your box that you're in and go find that inspiration and support that you need. Really important. Thank you for that one. Dorian, how about you? <laughs> get you Sorry unmuted. about that. Um, so it's the whole um, don't give up thing. I have been baffled for 14 years, not 13 years, um, about why I've worked with thousands and thousands of women since 2009. 
And my biggest question was, why would I have a woman who comes and works with me six, nine months, maybe a year, maybe even two years, and then all of a sudden she's gone. And I pick up the phone and I ask, what's going on? And there's always something like, um, it's soccer season and I'm, I need to you know, drive my kids around. And I think I scratch my head. I'm like, so that means you don't want to take care of yourself anymore? I don't understand that. So this baffled me for years and years and years. I could never answer this question. But recently I have um, over the past couple of years. And what I realized is that we need to get in touch with limiting beliefs and sabotaging survival techniques and tactics that we developed in our childhood. And we all have them. And they're super, super hardwired and really strong neuropathways in our brain. As long as they're there and they're so strong and you don't, you know how to take over your mind and dis discover what they are, weaken them and then strengthen the other side of your brain that operates from a place of curiosity and empathy and innovation and adventure. Um, so for me, I've done a lot of this work myself um, over the past couple of years and it's life-changing. And you are able to believe because you've quieted the noise on the other side that says you're not good enough, you're not worthy. You, you can't rise above this particular um, level. Once you address those things and you take control of your mind, the world is your oyster. I think that is extremely foundational to moving to the next level. I'm going to add my two cents on this one, systems and processes, y'all. I'm going to go technical on you. So after you have the mindset and you daily, on a daily basis, don't give up on yourself and you're doing all of those things, and then you're trying to get this thing you started up a notch over to this place of growth, of expansion, of evolution, your systems and processes that are working in the background automatically for you so that you can continue to go out there and be the face of your business and do your thing is going to be really important. That was important for me, for sure. And that's a systems processes as a whole show. We could talk for three, four, five hours about that one alone, about any of your answers alone. Um, but I've got one more for all of you today, and I want you to try to sum it up in a sentence or two. It's going to be challenging to do that. Teresa, I'm going to start with you for this last one. So we author experts, we love to talk about ourselves as guides or facilitators on the journey. We know that we don't fix people. We empower them to connect to their own inner wisdom and intuition. Many of you talked about that today. So what's that one final message for our viewers that will help them connect and help them feel empowered about their business journey? What is the message to our viewers about the one thing? I'm going to make sure I'm understanding your question. How, do you, want, how do you want them to, um, what can you offer to help them connect to their own inner wisdom and or feel empowered on their business journey today? I would say it's leaving space to spend time with themselves. So for me, that has looked like, instead of getting up in the morning and checking my email and going right to my to-do tasks, it's 
getting up and having my water and going swimming in the pool or taking a cold shower and, you know, spending time like carving out space to be alone and journal and make sure you're connecting with what's what you're present to before you go about with the rest of the onslaught that happens. I love that, Teresa. Teresa's talking about a part of my own Miracle Morning. Y'all read that book, mm-hmm. Miracle Morning? Um, and I love the way that you answered that question. So I'm going to challenge all the other ladies to answer it similarly, right? Um, how do you personally connect? Maybe give an example. Candace, you're next. That's a tough one to follow. Um, <laughs> definitely, um, you know, as uh, Dorian had said, you know, connection is so important. And although I'm an engineer and I really thrive on that connection. So um, for me, you know, meeting people and working with them on a deeper level. And while we have so many uh, advantages today in uh, processes and how you can automate different things and we leverage them to be efficient, I will always need that um, connection with people and working with them on a deeper level, whether it is our team in delivering the services we deliver for businesses and candidates or um, in helping the candidates find their passion is like a deep and deep work and a, a great connection for me. So I'm, I'm lucky in that, you know, what is self-care for me is fed by the work I do. I think for probably for all of us, I like that a lot. Thank you. Um, Teresa said, make space for yourself. Candace is saying, connect with others. Yes, yes. Dorian, what do you say? I'll um, get you to unmute again. <laughs> we'll get you today. <laughs> um, I would have to say, <clears throat> breathing into empathy for yourself, for others around you, and for situations that come up in your, your business and your journey. If we're feeling anxious about things or worried about something um, to breathe, um, parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system, um, and, 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 ha- and practice self-empathy and stop beating yourself up. Super powerful. I think breath work might be the fastest avenue to calm in your moment if you use it that way, if you just remember that that is one deep breath away, that that other kind of feeling. <laughs> I love that you mentioned uh, breathing, Dorian. All right, Jalinda, you're gonna close us out today. What is your one message? Oh, let me get you to unmute, Jalinda. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to achieve, you'll need to take your body with you. And so many of us think if we just keep overriding our body signals for rest, for space, for pleasure, for comfort, then we'll get to the next level faster. And um, we actually have to take them along for the ride. We have to rebuild that mind-body connection and trust in in our body signals because it's a place of very potent and um, powerful information as a business owner. 
You have to take your body with you, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I love that one. Um, and actually, it reminds us all to take care of ourselves. And our success in life and business um, relies on prioritizing our own healing, mind, body, soul, spirit, environment, relationships, whatever it is for you today. I think the most successful entrepreneurs put that first so that they can give from an overflow. I think it's so important and you got to walk around in that body. So it's going <laughs> to be really important. Authors, thank you so, so much for what you do in the world and for being here today to share it with everyone. Thank you, ladies. I want thank to tell you. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, it's been my total pleasure to have you here today to listen to you talk about these powerful topics. And I know our listeners have had some nuggets of awareness. And what I want you all to know is that this is so much more than a book. This is a community of generous master teachers who are there for you to answer the next question you have. Maybe you're curious about something they said today, right? So drop down into the show notes. I have everybody hooked up with their websites and links, and you can explore and see all the awesome things that they're up to. They're there for you to take the next step on your journey. And you're all, of course, invited to our uh, book launch party. We're going to have a party on Zoom on Friday, July 14th. That's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern. I'm going to have all of the authors of The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional there with us, sharing their inspiration. And we have some information down below about that for you. And if you happen to be listening to this interview anytime after that July 14th date, well, that just means you can get over to Amazon and purchase your copy of this beautiful book. And lastly, today, everyone, remember your words change the world when you're brave enough to share them. So it is time to be brave. See you next time. Thank you, ladies. Thank you.